This NFL divisional round playoff picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's right, five hundred dollars. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/win for a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynn. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right. No vig betting. That's legal in 40 States. Sign up at betteredge.com. promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. Finally, we're about to buy ACE per head. ACE is the leader in pay per head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash S G P. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money room with partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. It's happening. Kramer dog. Sorry, dude. Just trying to get a last minute bet in over there on win bet. Oh yeah. We're uh, on location in the great state of Colorado or New Jersey, <laughs> whichever works better for you. Yes, exactly. Kramer already has claimed his free t-shirt. Been getting a lot of uh, fun screenshots. People sending in their first bet slip for those the uh, the parlay boost that wheel is uh, talking to me, Ryan. As a, as a hashtag Dejans only. And, and fun fact for those uh, out there who are a little worried, maybe uh, not sure, they often enter contests that tout free T-shirts, and then when they go to claim it, largest side is maybe a large and yes. extra large. Sean, we'll, we'll we'll happily go to two <laughs> two X, I think at least, Wrong. right? Cox. We do have some styles that are three X as well. We female, will- <laughs> female two X. <laughs> Can we work that out? Hey, we got some. Uh, we got some big boys checking out the podcast. Happy to uh, hook them up with some gear. And uh, when you send in your T-shirt, feel free if you want the regular SGP logo or the uh, Lock Dog Tees logo. Uh, feel free to let me know you got which options. ones you want, you and uh, we'll hit you up. Coming back, divisional round NFL playoffs. We got a uh, a jam packed podcast. We'll be joined by Adam Pelletier to break down Ravens Bills. Big play Dave uh, to talk Browns at Chiefs. He's a huge Browns fan. And our boy TJ Reeves, Tampa Bay Bucks radio sideline reporter to break down the Bucks like only he can. Wait, so we managed to find the three teams that start with a B, and we brought <laughs> guests on. Was that was that random? It's completely Wait, random. I'm bro. a Chiefs fan. Why is no one talking about the Chiefs? <laughs> we will. We'll hit on the Chiefs. We figured we'll have you guys next week, right? Yeah, most likely. 
All right. And uh, much like last week, we're going to be doing some pregame and postgame shows. So pregame uh, 30 minutes before the kickoff on Saturday's game, same thing for Sunday. And then postgame after the games are over Saturday and after the games are over Sunday. And we're going to be doing another uh, better view live.com uh, gambling simulcast. So for the first half of the Saturday night games, bills, Ravens, we will be doing a live gambling simulcast. It's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, they, they have this, it's a little hard to explain, but it, it's a broadcast with a bunch of our, with the odds info updated live. And we're commenting on it kind of like what we were doing with the Sims, but it is for real NFL action. Betterviewlive.com hit join demo. That's Saturday, 8 PM East. But again, pregame and postgame shows available on the locker room app. This is how you can call in. This is how I w- it was described to me as uh, let's just say the the what the woman decided she was going to throw up the second. She was a Bucks fan, first of all. So I said, "You got to second screen <laughs> us." And so she said, basically, felt like she was uh, a stockbroker watching a football game. That was there her description go. of Better View Live. So, <laughs> yeah, what? it is it is the ideal second screen experience. And uh, pre mute the TV, turn the audio up for us. Listen to me and Sean wax poetic about ever, the live. If you ever wonder uh, what it's like hey, watching a game <laughs> in the uh, DJ cave with Kramer and I, it's a it's a similar experience, uh, just less uh, dipping for me probably. And uh, yeah, so check Are that. Are there out. rules against that, or is it just making no. sure no one sees you do it? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be like one of these guys my, who stormed the Capitol and put shit on record. I, I don't want, I don't want my wife uh, sending a screenshot to my mom and uh, me hearing about it. So that's basically where we're at, Daddy. Why does Sean always leave that stuff over the house? Oh, because his wife doesn't like it. <laughs> All right, and. Uh, I need some NFL music because it's the National <laughs> Football League. We're talking about, we're betting on. Again, WinBet presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast right now. All the lines we're pulling uh, right from the WinBet app. Again, awesome app, in game wagering, very easy to set up. Make sure you just go to slash win and uh, make sure whatever state you're in, you click on the right state link. So if you're in Jersey, click on Jersey. If you're in Colorado, click on Colorado, Michigan, hang tight right around the corner. They're about to go live there. Again, $500 risk free bet. Oh my God. And send in the screenshot, email it in podcast at sports Let us know what shirt you want, what size you are, where it's headed. And again, if you can convince friend, family members, fellow DJs, oh, the guys yeah. in your gambling text. Uh, whatever it is, if you can convince them to sign up, you can also get a, a free t-shirt. So refer a friend opportunities available sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N. And it's not like a hat, like who needs six hats, yeah. but six t-shirts. Now you're talking about a full laundry week. Yeah. And you can, you can mix up what shirts. And honestly, if you get if you get one or more, I'll qualify you for a hoodie or quarter inch. Uh, oh, so zip. you can you can up you can uh, yeah. you can get to the second tier. It's like when the stuffed animals. Quick side story, Sean. I don't know if I ever told this on the air, but took the kids to the carnival and they had one of those ridiculous basketball gimmicks where the rim was like probably twelve feet and the ball was the the rim is probably a little small. The ball's overinflated. And you know they have the different tiers. It's like if you if you go two you know two for two and long story short, I got up to the hoodie 
two for two. No big Dad deal. Dad brought home the hoodie. I mean, they still talk about it. Like they saw the, <laughs> the fucking legend, incredible Hulk. The so. day, the legend, a dad brought home a hoodie. It, you know, just talking about upgrading prizes does remind <laughs> me of when I was a kid, I don't know if it was a regional thing or whatever. And please hit me <laughs> was, up if this, this happened to you to as hilarious. well. No, did you have to sell wrapping paper at school? Oh, okay. That was Let's a, talk about this. What was that? Looking back on it, they just made you go door to door and and sell this wrapping paper. It wasn't for the Boy Scouts. It was it was like kind of for the school, but then you got paid oh, money and and prizes. And I, I just remember being really stressed out about having to unload a bunch of wrapping paper and go door to door and just get rid. Like who's gonna who's gonna buy ra- wrapping paper door to door? Yeah, so it's not some awesome like Girl Scout cookies or no. it's for the Pine Box Derby. I don't even remember why we were forced to sell it. So uh, uh, being a part of it, it could have been a team fundraiser. I, I think it was for school. And, 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 you know, nowadays they're much uh, more blunt about like private public school. They're just like, Hey, we need everyone to write a check for this, or maybe you can raise <laughs> some money. I do. I don't participate in the girl Scouts, but I know you have to prepay for the cookies now. So you're like, you're on the hook to move that yeah. product. Now. But when I was a kid, we would do two things that in hindsight, it's like incredibly like sad. We would canister drive. Have you ever canister drive, Sean? Where you sit out with a can, you ho- yeah, you're like a hobo. You stand yeah, with a, a coffee can, intersection. yeah, and you uh, you beg for money. We used to do it outside of like Dunkin' Donuts, uh, but that's how we raised money. We would sell we would sell cheesecakes. We would sell like wreath, yeah. wreaths oh. around the holidays. I, I why not have the kids work, get a little sweat equity, wash wash some cars, shovel. Uh, I, I still don't understand why I was selling wrapping paper, right? Because people are getting the kickback. We're, we were from the yeah. East Coast. There's someone someone's so, wheel was getting greased there. So I have a funny. So uh, I went to high school at Scott in Scotch Plains, Fanwood, and if anyone's from that area, uh, the soccer program is somewhat notable. Uh, the coach is the most winningest coach of all time in New Jersey, Sean. Oh my After God. I graduated, I, I bumped into him randomly at one of the ski resorts. It could have been out in like Shawnee. I don't know. It may be in Pennsylvania. Maybe the one in Mountain Creek in New Jersey. And I, I rode up on a lift with him. Just kind of said, "Hey, good to see you." And he basically outlined the whole racket. He was like, "Oh yeah, it's too bad." And then he just started telling me, "He's like, yeah, we get all you get all these kickbacks from this. If you, if you raise a certain amount of money, you get these cash bonuses." And he <laughs> he just unveiled the whole racket to me. Like this dude was getting rich off kids going door to door selling frozen cheesecakes. Yeah, what anyway. a business! All right, Ryan, enough uh, Sorry, enough t- wrapping paper <laughs> talk. Let's unwrap the gifts that are the NFL divisional round playoffs. Kick things off. Let's go, Rams Packers. All right. As Sean said, Rams Packers, interesting matchup here. Sean, we're going to the frozen tundra of Lambeau field, Aaron Rodgers and the boys laying six and a half. This opened at seven. Uh, I was kind of one of the people in the camp that was like, man, that's an interesting number, but I'm going to grab it at seven. Just in case it goes up, ended up coming the other way. Rams pretty popular right now. Minus three twenty for the Packers on the money line Rams plus two sixty. Forty six is the total. I I feel like that we we talked about it last week. We didn't observe the fact that dogs do well wild card weekend. Shame on us. We were we're idiots. But we see this a lot. Dogs do well wild card weekend of late. I think what now they're up to sixteen and eleven or whatever the number is. And then the next weekend, everyone's super happy about those dogs. Mm. They're happy about the perspective of a dog covering. Hey, it's a fun story. Look at the underdogs doing their thing. And shit comes hitting them back in the face, and I love that we can get a six and a half here because yeah. you're telling me. Uh, I, I know I said the same thing. Insert Russell Wilson's name, but Aaron Rodgers, 
uh, at home against this Rams team, quarterbacks banged up. Sure, there's a there's a whole angle you can pursue around the fact that they can run the ball, play defense, and it won't matter, just like it didn't matter last week. Packers slight upgrade over the Seahawks on the offense. I think we agree with that. And the Packers have been playing better defense of late. I, I think the ultimate thing here, though, is that you just just don't ignore the fact that it's a dome team. Yeah, dome team and and in particular, not only the Rams but Jared Goff, who most likely (laughs) will be starting with a bad thumb, with that bad thumb in that cold weather. Since entering the league, Goff has played two games in weather under thirty degrees. In those two games, he has a combined thirty-four and a half passer rating, forty-seven point two completion rate, zero touchdowns, five interceptions. And an average of 190 and a half passing yards. And I, when you look at Rodgers, it's the complete opposite. Historically, the Rams in games uh, 30 or below, one in five, which one in five to me is perfect. Because if it was 0 and six, <laughs> then I'm like, oh man, maybe they're due. Maybe they're due. They're one in five. The lone win uh, under 30 degrees came against the Cowboys at Texas Stadium in 1983, <laughs> which they technically, it was a dome stadium, but there was a yeah. roof in it. So technically, they allowed it. The, the what scares me uh, backing the Packers right is that we we've, we've seen their defense against physical running backs and it, you've been able to run the ball against the Packers but I mean Goff completed the ball nine times now if Wolford plays if we see the Wolford of Wall Street I'm a little bit nervous because if that if he plays and the line moves up to seven and this guy literally comes off the ambulance and is playing like nobody believes in uh-huh, him dude, I, I'm you're... worried about that. Uh, potentially, the other thing that worries me is Bakhtiari, the left tackle, blown out his ACL. I, I think that against that, uh, you know, that Green Bay line, which is not healthy now, against that Rams defensive front. Although, you know, I mean, how healthy is Aaron Donald? He he's certainly going to play, but he's a little banged up. The other Sean McVay. I mean, I I did a lot of watching of coaches this week just to kind of look into their eyes, deep into their <laughs> soul, and see. I get the sense that McVay is a little worried about both Donald and Cup. I actually think he's less worried about Goff than he is about Cup and Donald. Well, just I mean, looking I, at I, him talk about him, he's very bullish saying Donald's not going to be affected. Yeah. Something happened there. No, I mean, we saw him in pain. I don't know if the ribs are definitely cracked, but something really. You don't think these offensive linemen are going to be like, hey, his ribs are messed up. Just start, hit, like, attack his ribs. Yeah. And, and kudos to the Rams. I mean, we made the mistake live betting the uh, Seahawks when oh, when Aaron Donald went out. And that sh- defensive line, that. the defensive line was still really strong. That Cooper Cup knee injury, I mean, it sounds like he's going to play, but I can't imagine he's effective. Uh, it was like bursaritis. Which I I went a deep dive and still couldn't figure out what the hell it was. But it, it wasn't just, just bruisitis, and you read it wrong. Uh, it could be that. <laughs> One sounds Bru- like what, a sack of What the hell is fluid. bruisitis? I don't know. Like I think it's a do- fancy doctor word for you have a bone bruise. This this other nugget I came across: Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have Are not good. done well <laughs> against oh. first team All Pro cornerbacks. One and six when facing All Team. Well, and that's the angle. If, if the case for the Rams, pro yeah, the case for the Rams is look what this defensive line has been doing. Yeah. Look what these the secondary is doing. Sure, someone might have a decent game, but it almost certainly Adams is going to have a tougher go of it than he typically does. And then on the other side of the ball, what's the formula to smash the Packers? Well, be effect, efficient on the ground. The only kind of catch here is that 
I wonder what this defense looks like if they're going against a team that's not going to pose much of a threat through the air. And you, you, you have to, if you're playing Jared Goff, you have to play the prove it game. You put it in the box until he proves he can beat you. And, and how can you? How can they start Wolford? I mean, I, I just keep going back to him laying in that ambulance with that next stinger. He didn't practice. We're taping this on Wednesday. He didn't practice today. You can't put that guy, that kid out there on that short rest. And there's, it seems like there's legit beef between golf and McVay now because golf thought he should have started that Seahawks game. And I guess kudos to him. Yeah. He came in and, and played well enough for the win. Uh, still he's nine for 19. And like the ball was all over the place. Maybe the thumbs a little bit better, but now he's in cold weather, Jared golf in cold weather. I, I'm on love. I love the idea of fading. Jared Goff in cold weather. Jared Goff sucks island. It's a tropical destination. It's warm weather. It doesn't travel to Lambo. Yeah. I I think you just gotta suck it up and and take the Packers laying the points here. And the fact that there is a a narrative for people to take the Rams, I think makes the Packers that much more appealing. Again, I think we're gonna see a couple teams coming in, a couple of these dogs, and I and I'm I'm racing to pull up the uh the bet. Uh, the breakdown because I, there's going to be some public dogs this week. And, and, you know, obviously the number moving from seven to six and a half tells you a lot about what the betting market has done so far. And that's yeah. put, make an opinion that they think the Rams catching the seven points is good value. Now, uh, do I think this game could flip come the weekend? And we're looking at seven, seven and a half because public money's coming in on the Packers. Uh, I, I, like who's not teasing this game. Yeah, I, I guess we live in LA where people really don't give a shit about the Rams, but maybe outside <laughs> of LA, there's a, there's a narrative of, Hey, look at what this team team can do. It's playoff football. They run the ball. They play defense. Well, we're going to be doing a, a separate fantasy and divisional round FFPC. And I was looking at this game, trying to figure out if I wanted to play any of these guys who's in the Millie maker. And this is the lowest total of the, on the board. I, I just don't see how I don't know what the top, what the uh, Rams team total is off the top of my head. I'm sure it's probably like 19, 19 and a half. I like the under on the Rams team total. I, I don't see the Rams getting more than 17 points. I think 17 points would be a lot for this Rams team. Now, maybe they light them up and Let's maybe, maybe it turns into that, that Titans Packers game that we saw. But I think the Titans defense was just so susceptible to the pass. I, I think, I think the Rams will keep it close enough, but I still think it's going to be like you know, 28, 17, 21, 10 feels like a, a legit score. And I just think you have to kind of, you have to look at yourself as a, as a gambler, uh, look in your gut and decide like how, how much better do you think the Packers are over the Seahawks? Uh, how much of a, uh, how much were you buying into the hype? You know, if you really look into the Seahawks, they weren't that good. We we oversold ourselves on Russ Wilson in the playoffs, and, and it bit us in the ass because it really didn't matter in that game. Well, Aaron Rodgers at home in Lambeau is a different animal. Um, for those saying, "Hey, there's no home field. This line's way too steep." You know, weather obviously matters, and I think when you have a guy coming off a thumb surgery, uh, who we literally named a island called Sucks Island after. <laughs> Uh, you have to now. Do do I like it for golf that this is the early game on Saturday? Kinda, kinda do. I kind of really? why? Because I, I it's the first game, but I don't think it's the spot. I don't think it's a spotlight game. Like if it was the night game Saturday night, I'd almost be more concerned. 
I just think this is Aaron Rodgers at home. This is Aaron Rodgers off of a buy. Now that's the other angle I wanted to talk to you about. Buys were not necessarily a great thing this season. Uh, you know, teams essentially it was a push. You know, about five hundred coming off them. If anything, a little worse. But uh, I, I feel is this different because it's the playoffs? Is this different because you have teams at the like the height of focus, knowing that they're now going into the second season to achieve the real goal of the season, which is win a Super Bowl? Oh, for everyone but the Browns, but to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I I do think you know maybe I, I at least when I handicapped it, I I probably overrated Seattle's uh, home field advantage, even though they were seven and yeah. one in the regular season. I I just maybe it just doesn't translate in the playoffs. I think the home field advantage here comes in the uh, again comes comes to play with the weather. Aaron Rodgers, I, I alluded to it, didn't get to it. Aaron Rodgers has played in six games below thirty degrees since two thousand sixteen. Ten touchdowns, one int, one hundred eight seven passer rating, sixty five point eight completion rate, and I think a veteran team like Green Bay getting that by at the end of the season, I think, should be a help. Now I know everything's wacky with Corona and. Still haven't really figured out why buys weren't helpful so far this season, but I think in the playoffs historically the one and two seeds coming off that buy have been huge, and and well, I, I just don't see how they don't here's win my, and cover here. Here's my theory on the buys: uh, the couple times I was able to take vacation and get away during COVID times, uh, all it did I felt like an animal leaving the zoo. Like when I went <laughs> back, I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. Maybe the fo- it distracts the focus. And for those wondering about the weather, Sean, specific, I, I have a, a detailed for focus uh, a forecast. Which shout out to Roto Grinders, free plug, Sean, because their, damn their detailed weather page is just fabulous. Um, it's going to be sunny. Uh, it's going to feel like 27, 26, and the wind is going to be less than 10 miles an hour. So uh, that to me is like a great recipe for a guy who can't throw that well because his thumb hurts. The ball's cold. It's gonna be and oh, Rogers man. is still gonna be able to sling it. Have you so. ever caught a, a football? I know, I know you didn't play uh, play the game, Ryan, but former players will understand what it's like to catch an ice cold, freezing football, especially with a little zip on it. It is, I guess, maybe that's where the Rams receivers have an edge. There, the uh, there's not much zip on that Jared Goff ball. <laughs> All right, so All right, yeah, put, it, mean, put us down. Both Packers minus six and a half. Better edge. Been getting a lot of great feedback on Better Edge, new product to the market. I mean, it's a great idea. Basically, allows you to uh, buy and sell betting positions for sports, obviously, like a stock market. And since there's no house, it means no vig. That's right. You're buying positions from other sports bettors. No house, legal in 40 states. That's right. No vig betting, legal in 40 states. All you got to do is go to betteredge.com, promo code SGP, B E T T O R, edge.com, promo code SGP. We got our own SGP divisional wager contest, $10 to enter. They basically give you a thousand uh, Better Edge bucks or whatever. Uh, they're, they're free money. Edge coins. Edge coins. And you use those edge coins to lay down a thousand dollars worth of uh, hypothetical bets. Whatever, uh, whoever has the biggest bankroll takes it down. Winner take all battle Royale. Get a big again. Can't stress it enough. Betteredge.com promo code SGP. One of the guys behind it, Greg, he's in our Slack channel. So if you, if you got questions, want to chat him up, want to compliment the product sports gambling podcast.com slash Slack. And uh, again, B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. 
Joining us on the line, the Don of Bills Mafia, a fantasy football expert over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, Adam Pelletier. Adam, how does it feel to get that uh, first taste of victory in your mouth as a uh, Buffalo Bills fan? Listen, I feel like there's a little hint of something that I remember, <laughs> but I was barely conscious and five years old the last time this happened. So it's like I'm tasting it for the first time. And let me tell you, it's pretty damn sweet. Just like good hot chicken wing doused in blue cheese. Nothing better. <laughs> I really thought he was going to go with a sexual thing there. I, I, I wasn't expecting the chicken wing. I appreciate well, that. Though. It is priority, I mean, Sean. Similar, similar pleasure level if you've ever had a uh, Buffalo legit uh, chicken wing. Did you do mm-hmm. anything to uh, to celebrate the win? And was was the fact that they didn't cover? Did that taint the victory at all? No, nothing was going to taint that victory at all. You know, I was a little sad for a moment that my 20 point win prediction didn't come out. But then I thought back, Brian Dabble's already locked up whatever job he wants. So he's kind of coasting right now with the play calling. Matt Eberflus, on the other hand, is out there coaching his ass off, trying to not get stuck as like the Houston's as the Houston Texans coach without Deshaun Watson. So he's out there coaching his ass off. Dabbles out there just on borrowed time, waiting to cash that check when somebody backs up the Brinks truck for him. Now this this line is opened at uh, oh. Bills minus two and a half. I looked at that and I go, I, I are, is this a disrespectful line? I looked at that number, felt a little disrespectful. Whoa, Sean, Sean, be careful! Don't get cut with all the sharps <laughs> out there buying up the Raven. I mean, this is one hundred percent just continuation off last week. Sharp money. In early, the obvious matchup deficiencies of, of the rushing attack versus the Buffalo defense. Like that, that's what this is. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. And the Bills defense, they actually did a pretty good job on Jonathan Taylor last week. Uh, 21 carries, only 78 yards. Last time they played the Ravens, they did a decent job at containing Lamar Jackson. I mean, for me, watching that Colts game, that 96 yard drive by Josh Allen. That was just a guy who was going to win that game. Now there were a couple moments where you're a little, a little getting a little shaky, like, "Oh, what are you doing, Josh?" But then uh, that 96 yard drive to me was really, "Hey, this is this isn't your this isn't your dad's Bills team. This is a this is a Bills team with a little swagger." You know, I I had said it when we talked about the AFC playoff preview, but one thing that did concern me about the Bills overall and their playoff run is potentially high wins and, and neutralizing that passing game, especially now with no Zach Moss. I think they're going to even rely on it more. Uh, Adam, what can we expect weather wise come Saturday night? I mean, as far as I know, there's no snowstorm uh, on the radar right now. And y'all are freaking out over like an inch and a half, two inches of snow <laughs> coming. And let me just tell you, that's like, that's a day of bad sledding in upstate New York. We're not worried about an inch or two of snow. It's going to be fine. You're not worrying about that. What you should be worrying about is this fraudulent Baltimore Ravens team <laughs> that have only beat two teams this year with winning records. Every other win they, other than the Titans, during the regular season, they all their wins came against teams with losing records other than a week nine win at Indy and a week, 
and their win over the Browns in week 14, where they gave up 42 points. This Browns team, this Cleveland or that Browns team is good, but this Ravens team is just flat out fraudulent. Last year when they played the bills, the bills held them under 300 yards. This good Lamar Jackson game was under 120 yards rushing as a team. This Ravens team is crap. They are smoke and mirrors. This bills defense can't stop them is bullshit. Okay, the Bills have a solid defense. They're going to key on on Lamar Jackson because he can't throw the ball. Same thing as last week. They're going to shut down that running game. And no matter, unless it's a hurricane, Josh Allen has an arm that he can throw through any wind. And right now, Sean, the uh, forecast appears to be it's going to it's going to be right around freezing. So perhaps uh, maybe we get a wintry mix. Uh, I I've been seeing snow. Uh, This forecast is saying right at thirty two. And the winds in the in the ten to fifteen mile an hour range. So I don't know if that's something I'm scared about with Josh Allen. Yeah, I think as long as it stays, I, I was seeing eleven miles per hour run. So as long as it stays like under fifteen, if we're hitting twenty plus, I think that's when you really uh, start to see the ball carry. And Lamar Jackson. I mean, we we just finished giving Jared Goff a ton of shit for not being able to play in cold weather, but Lamar Jackson, kind of a a warm weather quarterback himself, he's. Uh, zero experience, he said, playing in the snow. And hopes he doesn't have to deal with it Saturday night. Already kind of playing into the hand of uh, Bills Mafia there. And, and as far as the the Bills offense, like I think they're going to be able to throw on this Baltimore defense. AJ Brown had a pretty good game ag- against the Ravens defense, six for eighty three and a touchdown. Now maybe they just sold out to stop Derrick Henry, and they kudos to the Ravens for shutting down Derrick Henry. But I think they had, in hindsight, they had the personnel to kind of slow him down. And I don't know if they have the personnel to slow down this Bills passing attack when they spread it out with five wide. And to me, Josh Allen, h- him taking it to like the next step he's clearly made this season, it's come from him. He's not versus, fucking it up. He's not fucking yeah. it up. Not creating turnovers and doing very well against pressure, where he was had a lot of mistakes previously. Josh Allen versus the Blitz this season, nineteen touchdowns. Uh, 1,850 yards first and first with the touchdowns as well. 13 big time throws third in the, uh, in the league as well. And finally, or just one other nugget here, they kind of, uh, they just, they're just a team that's going to win this game. You know, the Colts, (laughs) the Colts team were the only team in NFL playoff history to have 400 yards, zero turnovers and lose a game. It was 11 to no previously. That to me just shows like whether it's a fourth down stop, uh, you know, Josh Allen, where he almost fumbled or he did. And then the lineman picked it up. You're like, saying there's greater powers involved. There here, is, so? I, I don't, I won't wouldn't say it's a horseshoe up their ass. It's a, uh, you know, maybe like a uh, chicken wing, whatever it is the, this team has a glow about them. I'll say this though, Adam. I am worried about Lamar Jackson. The Bills haven't been great against the tight end. Talk me into them shutting down, uh, or sorry, not Lamar Jackson, but uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. So I'm going to talk you into this by saying the Colts threw to their tight ends all day, but the Bills did a good job keeping them out of the end zone. And at the end of the day, if all we have to worry about is Mark Andrews in the receiving game, which is what it really looks like, uh, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are going to scheme up a great attack to take him out of the game. You know, the bills have been, dare I say, Belichick esque <laughs> this year, just taking away whatever your team does best and making you beat them in the other way. 
even in that game against the Chiefs, they did that. They took away Patrick Mahomes and forced Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to have a career night, and it was the best game he'd had ever. And the Bills weren't expecting that, and they made some adjustments, but they still couldn't bounce back. And that's what this Bills team has done down the stretch. Matt Milano is just getting more and more healthy. The Bills have two linebackers who can cover a big tight end, and they got safeties over the top. And if it really gets into a pinch, you know, if Mark Andrews is out wide, Trey White's going to be on him. And I don't know if you know this, but Trey White was the best high school ice hockey goalie in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> Didn't allow a goal his entire high school career. I can only imagine he's not intimidated by Mark Andrews. I love and that. For pe- <laughs> and for people worried about the Bills rushing attack, I just want to remind you, Antonio Williams, undrafted free agent, mm. carved up the Miami Dolphins in week 17. In about a half of play, he put up 63 yards on a Miami team that had been dominant and hadn't l- allowed over 100 yards as a team pretty much in the second half of the season. And he carved them up for 63 and two touchdowns. Antonio Williams is no slouch. He's a hard runner. And he could be a nice compliment to Devin Singletary because he does enough things differently. Uh, well, Williams and- might be the guy who gets the secondary work behind Singletary instead of Yeldon. Sean, well, real quick, just a couple couple things to come back sure. to. A uh, little meteorologist trade craft. You don't go to a specific wind mileage because you're going to be wrong. So that's why you throw out a range. Uh, I, I'm kind of with Adam in the sense that you can't overlook the fact that they had a good game plan against Lamar the last time. And, and I think the fact that in their last matchup, they held him to 41 yards. We saw what happened, right? I mean, essentially, that Tennessee game changed when he took that that ball, like 50 yeah. yards to the house on third and eight, whatever it was. And if, if you, if you have the right game plan, anyone can make anyone look stupid. Again, the giants made Russ Wilson look stupid a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I do think you can't overlook that. And I, and I think the fact that if you can take away him running the ball and dare, like, I dare you to have another big Hollywood Brown. I, I like, that's what they need. And it's just like, you're really going to bet on him coming to work two weeks in a row. I don't think so. I like the Andrews uh, angle. I think Andrews is probably going to eat, but to me, this is all about slowing down the rushing games, Dobbins, Edwards, and, and Jackson. And if they can do that, because that's the angle, that's the angle everyone is leaning into. Uh, but, but the one difference I'll say is we, we talked about how Lamar feasts on bad defenses and that made sense with Tennessee. They were bad defense. They were especially bad against the pass deep down the field, middle field. And I think the difference with the Bills is, especially of late, they've kind of clamped down on some of those weaknesses. So I'll be interested to see if Lamar can pass. Now, if they come out and just easily meander down the field, I'm going to be a little worried. But to your point, Sean, this is minus two and a half. We're not talking about three. We're not talking about three and a half. This is two and a half. The Buffalo fucking Bills are just a team this year. Yeah. And while Baltimore is a fun, sexy pick, wild card all the way, sharps love them. I, I think last week and this week are very different. Last week they played a good team and they played another good playoff team. This week they're playing a team that's just dominating people this year. The Colts were a good team. That's why it turned out to be a closer game last week. I think people who are saying this line is overvalued are crazy. This should be. I would make this five. I would make this five and yeah, a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would be three and a half. Three and a half makes you think about it. it, it hey, this could be a field goal game. It's because you know people are going to bet the Ravens. That's why the number is where it is. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, again, public dogs always scary to back. Of course, I'm back in the Buffalo Bills. 
I, I also, smart man. I do like smart man. <laughs> I do like the money line. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if this game is like 28, 27. I don't want to get job by that. And I think you can get the money line, especially if it dips down to two, you know, I, Getting the money line at like minus one thirty, I, I may actually do that uh, when I when I actually lay down some cash. You threw out Antonio Williams. Do you think he's in a in a Millie Maker lineup? <laughs> now, hypothetically you, speaking, yeah. If, if a guy was uh, putting together a DFS lineup, I, to me, the Zach Moss injury for me, I was just like, oh man, long. Cox. Because I think Josh Allen rushing touchdowns, <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get more goal line work. I'd kind of forgotten about Antonio Williams. Do you think he has any uh like a DJ and only prop bet? Would you consider him in GPP lineups? Where are you at with him fantasy wise? I gotta do a little bit of research, but I gotta feel that after he handled that big workload against the Dolphins in week 17, and he looked really good. He ran with purpose. He just put defenders in the ground. He ran through tackles and that Dolphins defense isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. He looked good against them, put up a bunch of yards. I really think he's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be a lot of Devin Singletary, but if they get that, if they get down near the goal line, you know, I could see Antonio Williams being in the backfield there and with everybody can on Josh Allen, he's going to sneak in for a touchdown. You know, one of those little read option plays that the bills love to run or those play action bootlegs, you know, and he just kind of throws it and Allen just throws it back to Williams. It just feels like he's got, he's a dude. And that's the difference between this bills team this year and years past. It's like Antonio Williams probably would have gotten a lot of snaps on a half dozen teams in the NFL. And the bills are just deep. And like you said, it's, just this thing of destiny. We always joked in upstate New York that the world is going to be ending amid the next Bills <laughs> Super Bowl run. And it feels like that's we where we are. might be at. Like, whatever it's coming, man, just keep it after the Super Bowl at the rate we're going because we're feeling good. <laughs> so maybe, maybe a Bills, uh, Browns, Moneyline parlay world is truly ending. Uh, you know, you could do worse. Uh, Sean, a couple of random nuggets. Uh, shout out to the Football Outsiders. Another free plug. They got a nice, some nice matchup pages uh, for the playoffs. And one thing that kind of popped off to me was second down, long, uh, second down, and long. The Bills are a very good offense, fifth in DVOA. Baltimore is bad, twenty second DVOA. Uh, most of these numbers are not that crazy. So to see that one kind of popped off to me, we could be looking when, when Buffalo has long distance and we know they're an aggressive team. It'll be interesting to see how Baltimore plays them. The other one that really popped off the page to me was late close DVOA. So in a late, late in a close game, Baltimore's defense, 31st, 31st. Oh, wow. Buffalo's offense fifth. Well, that and so that, if this comes down to the wire, who are you trusting? Uh, the numbers say trust Josh Allen and this offense to get it done. And that that kind of matches the eye test because this this Ravens team is a team that has to normally play from ahead. Now they got in a ten nothing hole against Tennessee and came back, but for the most part, they are a team that plays down to the competition and struggles with top tier teams, uh, which I do think this Bills team is. Another fun nugget for this one. If you want to play first touchdown props for Baltimore, Ooh. they have they have a disadvantage. They have an advantage in the red zone. Their pass offense is actually the bigger advantage for them. 
So if you want to take a stab at one of the past targets, you know the rushing yard, the the running backs, Lamar will be probably yeah, they'll the favorite. Be super high. So you can maybe get some value there and in, in going after one of the Baltimore pass catchers as a first touchdown possibility. Like it. And we're gonna be uh throwing out a bunch of props, first touchdown on the uh locker room pregame show thirty minutes before the uh first games on Saturday and Sunday. Adam. Before we let you go, got to get a final score. <laughs> what do we What do we see in this one come down to? Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be something like 28 18. Uh, I feel like the Ooh. Bills are going to get up and hold on, and Lamar's just going to turn the ball over a couple times in this cold, cold day in Buffalo. It's as Steve Tasker said, bundle up. It might be chilly, <laughs> and that's next level shit talking. Predicting a six field goal game for the opponent. I, I, like I love it. it. It's next level. Kramer, what what would you have this going? I'm going to stick with the, uh, I was throwing out 28, 27, but I'll say 28, 24 bills. Uh, you, you know, it, it does seem like I kind of like it. Uh, as we, we talked about the DFS game. I kind of like this game, you know, obviously a bit more than the earlier game on Saturday. Uh, I'll say I, I think the Bills surprised some people. The Bills put up some points. I'm gonna say 31-27. Okay. All right, Adam. Appreciate you calling in. As always, make sure you follow Adam on Twitter at Adam, Adam Pelletier. Check out all of his uh picks and posts over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Oh man, credit card debt. It is uh oh man, it's the worst. You ever been in that spot? Got a bunch of credit cards open, balances piling up. It's like it's a lot like uh, you know, if you get in the hole gambling wise, hypothetically you go 0 and six, your wild card weekend picks, got a local bookie, don't want to see him. You know, the it, the number keeps adding up. And you know, much like a bookie, credit card companies charge interest. They, they call it interest. It's not points. And it just keeps piling up, piling up. Do yourself a favor. You know, you can, uh, you can consolidate, get a better rate and upstart can help. All you gotta do is go to upstart.com slash SGP upstart fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off all your debt online. Again, paying off the credit cards, consolidating. Maybe you got to fund a personal expense, whatever it is. Over a half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Again, all you got to do, head over to upstart.com slash SGP, five minute online rate check. And again, they help you out, man. Yeah, obviously it's a loan, so that it's based on your credit income, certain other information provided on your application. Go to upstart.com slash SGP to find out how much upstart can lower your monthly payments today. Joining us on the line, Dave McAllister, AKA Dave at BigPlay.com, founder of big play and a big Browns <laughs> win. Oh man, Dave, how are you? How are you feeling? How is the city of Cleveland feeling? I've been hung over for two days. <laughs> So awesome. No one gave us a chance, Sean. No one gave us a shot. Us included. Us included. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I, I remember joining your live stream. <laughs> he right popped in game. and he was like, Do we have a shot? I'm like, I, I don't know, Dave. I don't see it. No, no, that's not what you said. You went straight to a Pittsburgh caller. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, you, I was watching some of your tweets as it was happening. I mean, walk. This must have been a roller coaster as a Cleveland fan. You that first that snap play happens. You get that defensive touchdown to start the game, almost like that. Uh, you know, Seattle Broncos Super Bowl, and 
you know, when it's 28, nothing, you gotta be still super nervous, right? I mean, as a Cleveland fan, you can't, it must be, you must be walking yourself through like the, Oh, don't trust it. Don't trust it. Where was I don't sitting? have, your, don't have your heart broken. Walk us through the mental uh, mindset of that game. When we went up 28, nothing, I was like, all right, we, we have a chance. Like <laughs> We we have a very slim <laughs> chance, and then the second quarter opens up. James Conner runs for a yard. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> we, we've, we've completely lost this game. Well, there, the, there, the old Browns would have folded after that play. By the way, there was a time when I, I think there was like fourth and one, down twelve, midfield, and I'm thinking like, oh man, the Holy Steelers shit. have the momentum. It's about to become the fourth quarter. Uh, things are getting tight. Obviously they're going to go for it. Didn't even occur to me that the Steelers would punt. I mean, as a Browns fan, you got to be through the roof that they punted the ball away down 12 there, uh, you know, fourth and one midfield. It's not often that Browns fans travel over to Steelers country to listen to their radio after a game. <laughs> yeah. But Mike Tomlin, thank you very much, buddy. We appreciate you. Oh man. That and yeah, it is always oh. it is always so, sweet when you take out a division rival, especially in a playoff game, and just you can you can listen to the local radio. Reddit's great for that to just hop over to the team Reddit and see <laughs> see people unravel in real time. It's uh, the Schadenfreude is off the charts. But now huge game, go defending Super Bowl champs in Kansas City. Spread sitting at ten points right now. And you're facing the Chiefs coming off a bye. Andy Reid, Mahomes, very strong off the bye. Uh, last what five games? Forty points scored, thirty-one points scored, 40, 51, 35 again. You know, Andy Reid seven to four against the spread off a bye as a Chiefs coach. But hey, this this Browns team is frisky. I, I'm guessing you're on the side of the Browns. <laughs> but how are you talking yourself into this game and and giving yourself a chance here? We're, we're, we're coming off of the big Ben cry game. We made <laughs> big Ben cry. Oh, that's gotta be, Oh, that's he so dominated nice. us for two decades. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're feeling pretty good here in Cleveland. And I, I had, I, you know, I, I tell everyone, Oh yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I knew we were going to beat the Steelers. I, I didn't think we were going to beat the Steelers. <laughs> We've never beat the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger was the most winningest quarterback in our own stadium. Compared to our quarterbacks, That's an insane so, stat. <laughs> it's been forever. So, off of that game, I have more faith that we're going to beat the Chiefs than I did against the Steelers. Wow. It, are you worried? Oh. Are you worried the city of Cleveland? Maybe that was your Super Bowl beating <laughs> beating the Steelers in the playoffs. Back to like back you weeks. said, making Big Ben cry, breaking <laughs> Big Ben, who's uh, who's probably broken a lot of people in his day. Are you worried there was a that was the Super Bowl game and now uh, it's going to be tough to get up for the Chiefs? Or is there any concern of that, Dave? I, I would have been if the Buckeyes had won the national title <laughs> because you remember back when the Cavs won and the Indians were in the World Series, went to Game Seven. We we weren't ready for two championships. <laughs> like the city of Cleveland could not handle that. So I think fresh off the Buckeyes' loss, we we can keep this thing going. Well, if if the uh, Browns do pull off a Super Bowl win and there and there is a parade, who is who is going to be the shirtless J.R. Smith of the Cavs parade on this Browns team? Who's who's the guy having a J.R. like uh, parade experience? Oh man, that's a good one. Can I can I take a stab sure. at it? Odell, yeah, Odell Beckham, baby. <laughs> that's who. You got the pants for it. 
Yeah, oh, he man. certainly does. And again, I, I I'll say it because I'm sure as a Browns fan you don't want to say it, but this team got better when Odell Brown uh, when Odell Beckham got hurt. I don't know yeah, what it is, but we also got better when Kevin Stefanski was in his basement couch. So <laughs> I mean, that's you know. true. Small sample size with Stefanski, <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's a decent sample size with Odell Beckham Jr. not being out there and kind of opening up the offense a little yep. bit. Uh, some good injury news for you on both sides. I mean, you're getting Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson, the cornerbacks, back from the reserve uh, COVID nineteen list. So hopefully they're healthy and and out there ready to go. And then. It's looking like Mitchell Schwartz, the uh, tackle mm-hmm. for the Chiefs, is still out. There was some hope maybe he would play, and our, our buddy over at Walter Football was pointing out that once Mitchell Schwartz got uh, got injured, that's kind of when Kansas City they hit a cold streak. Now uh, they went fifteen and one, so it wasn't a cold streak, <laughs> but cold streak at least against the spread. Like they stopped yeah. blowing teams out. Uh, they were, you know, uh, you know. Just dominating teams against the spread previously, but when when he went out, that's kind of when the cold streak started. I think it's the last time they covered was November first, the twenty point spread against the Jets. Overall, two and four against double digit spreads this year. What do you think uh, as far as your game plan to winning? What has to happen not only for them to cover, but for them to win outright? The Brownies. The 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 thing that's going to be tough is that the Chiefs' defense against the run wasn't all that great earlier in the year, and then it kind of picked up. And so, I mean, you saw Kareem Hunt, yeah, running against the Steelers. He he was running angry, and we've got <laughs> Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in the league. So, if we can establish the run, slow the game down, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, keep the Cleveland native Travis Kelsey off the field, who has been dominating everyone this year. I, I think we have a legitimate shot and you, I mean, you compare Baker Mayfield. This is crazy to <laughs> Patrick Mahomes over the last like nine, 10 weeks. Baker has better stats. I know it. it is crazy. And, and I, that brings me back, Sean, to last time I was on your show, I said, who would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? <laughs> All right, so that is not a that's not a take. Has an I think when I was on your show, (laughs) I I, I think I but I I do think I said when uh, I was on your show breaking down the Browns and the Eagles, I did I did predict the Browns would win and cover, and I also said I also said that I think the perfect world would be Carson Wentz in Stefanski's system, and I I still think there is a there could be a nugget to that. Unlikely if we'll ever see it. Now Baker Mayfield, I, I I have an affinity for Browns fans. I love how diehard they are. We got a lot of uh, DJs only in the Cleveland area, so shout out to them. But I I like Cleveland. I like the blue collar thing they got going. I like Miles Garrett. I was on his side versus Mason Rudolph. But what? Why don't I like Baker Mayfield, Dave? I I feel like I should like him, but he honestly, that's the only thing. You know, kind of hesitating me from going full dog pound as far as uh, my AFC support for these teams. What is it about Baker Mayfield that an outsider like myself is makes him unlikable? That Cleveland people are like, oh, you don't you don't get this about Baker. Like, what am I what am I missing when it comes to Baker? I, I think it's that he he kind of looks like the the frat boy look. He looks like me and you, Sean, but like you know, super, super cocky. Yeah. Yeah. He, and you're not going to like him. Like I hate Draymond green 
because of <laughs> them dominating us against the Cavs for kicking us in the balls and all oh, that. God, stuff yeah. that he did. But if he was on my team, I would probably like. <laughs> so so you're, you guys are. I, com- no, I'm not comparing Baker Mayfield to Draymond Green because I hate <laughs> Draymond. But Baker Mayfield, if he's on your team, you see how hard the guy works, and you know he doesn't necessarily have like the greatest skill set. Like he was, he was quick in college. He could move around. He, he looks slower in the NFL. And we kind of expected that when we drafted him, but the dude works extremely hard. His teammates love him. And you know, you, you look at his Madden rating 99 toughness. Definitely. <laughs> he's a scrapper, man. He's one of those guys who will get penetration. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that is what the, where Baker sits and that you well, love him if he's like on him? your team. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to wrap my head around what it is, but I think maybe you nailed it. Maybe it's just kind of that like cocky, you know, frat boy type thing that he that he projects. I mean, it takes listen, less energy I, to hate Baker than like Baker. I think maybe that's yeah, the answer to the question. A, the past He's in a lot of commercials. I will say this: when he was struggling last year, yeah, and then it would cut from an interception <laughs> or a fumble to a progressive commercial. <laughs> that that's kind of tough. Well, and and when it comes to him and Callan Cowherd, I I'm all team Baker there. So oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I think maybe and again if he covers this ten point spread, I'll I'll give it out now. I'm picking the Browns plus the points in. Kansas City. I, I think they're just their offense is in too much of a flow right now, not to keep this a competitive game. One other deep poll that uh shout out to our writer Moonoff who does the ref report. Uh <laughs> you guys are getting a, a ideal ref for this game. Clay Martin, 10 and 2 against the spread for road teams and seven and five straight up so far this season. So he's one of the most lopsided refs for the road teams. Last a couple games he's officiated involving the Chiefs, Week Nine where the Panthers almost beat them, thirty three thirty one, and uh, Chiefs Dolphins where the Dolphins covered. Also, uh, Clay Martin, he was the ref in that Week Four crazy game against the Browns and the Cowboys, where the Browns uh, lit up the <laughs> Cowboys. I was on Browns money line there, so Clay Martin has a soft, nice place in my heart. And uh, according to this, look for. The road team and the over, because that's the way Clay Martin likes these games. Yeah, and, and this is actually a pretty unique, Sean. Uh, it's a rare occurrence of two teams who finished under 500 ATS facing off in the playoffs. And and you're going to hear a lot of people reference the the Browns uh, and the and their six and ten number. I guess now seven and ten number. Uh, but those same people are not referencing the Chiefs in their seven and nine number. Yes, so. Uh, you know what? Part of this is Sean. We need to get a dog on the card. It's good for <laughs> aesthetics. So why not get the hungriest of dogs, the dog pound, take the points. And sometimes there's just playoff stories that make sense, right? We all know this is on some level. It's all fixed. It's all pre <laughs> prescribed. And, and I think sometimes you're like, yeah, this is going to be a public dog. People are going to be like, what? 10 points with this team. And, and I fully came into this thinking I was just going to take all chalk and all home teams again and be super boring. But you know what? Baker has enough of that irrational J.R. Smith confidence to not realize that he shouldn't be doing this. Shoot or shoot. And, and, and the last thing I'll say is it was a big narrative all year because it was a reason I liked the Steelers and that the pass rush is a problem for Baker. Well, guess what? The Chiefs aren't exactly going to get after him. So 
I actually think Baker could have a sneaky good passing game. You look at the weather, Sean. I don't know if we touched on it yet, but it's it looks like a pretty nice day. There's going to be a touch of wind. It's going to be in the 40s and it's going to be sunny. So I think, like you said, the Kareem Hunt revenge angle, he's going to oh, be running yeah. mad. You don't want to see that guy mad. I don't love the Kelsey <laughs> matchup. He's uh, he, he's probably going to shred. And yes, we could look really stupid for fading Andy Reid coming off a bye. It's 10 points. These are grown men. These are proud grown men. And the last thing I'll say is Cleveland's live because this pass rush is going to get home. We've seen it. And if Schwartz isn't out there, which sounds like he won't, there's a very real situation where we could be talking about the Browns in the same way we were talking about them in the first quarter of the game against the Steelers. Okay, is it time to buy the Chiefs on, on the live line right now? Because well, and, holy shit. And I'm. Dave, as a as a uh, Cleveland Browns backer, plus ten. My 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 biggest concern <laughs> is the te- is that Texans game last year, where the Texans got up twenty four to nothing in yeah. Kansas City. It feels like a ve- very possible similar similar situation. Kansas City sleepwalks early. Texans get get out to a big lead, and then they ended up turning it on, winning the game fifty one thirty one. So that is what's hanging in yeah, the back of my head. Bill O'Brien, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yes. He probably oh. traded someone mid game, <laughs> cut someone during a play. That guy was an idiot. And you guys got coach of the year, uh, Kevin Stefanski. So you got, you got that covered. Yeah. It sounds like uh, according to Kevin, it looks like he, he should be popping back off the COVID list and be ready to go in the next couple of days here. Do you have any, any big concerns for this game? Like uh, obviously Mahomes, but is there any particular matchup you're you're scared about coming into this game? Yeah, I think I think it's Kelsey versus our linebacking core. Yeah, that's definitely our weakest spot on this team. Um, they Jacob Phillips, he's a rookie out of LSU. He's come on the last couple of games a bit, but that entire group's kind of struggled all year. And we we got to figure out who the heck can guard Kelsey. So I think we're going to have to put one of our safeties on Sean. It won't be Sandejo. <laughs> Thank God for you guys. <laughs> but, and my bet. Well, yeah, right. But no, I I I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I like the over in this one. But yeah, that that's going to be the toughest matchup right there, Travis Kelsey. I, I think yeah, twenty eighth against uh, the tight end DVOA for the Browns. I think the other matchup is kind of the other receiver. Um, I think one of, we, we we were talking about this in the context of fantasy, but I think one of the other receivers is an interesting play against this Browns defense for a big play. But th- honestly, the scariest thing for me is that more people are betting on the Browns. <laughs> I, the they were, and they were America's team last week. I, I don't know if you saw that, Sean, but they were fifty five percent of the, the the NBC betting public. Wherever really? they p- pull those people, had the Browns in that Brown Steelers matchup. Well, maybe so. maybe this public dog doesn't have fleas. Dave, I gotta ask you though, like ritual wise, I know when the Eagles went on their run in 2017, I I had my shirt, my pants, my every little thing was figured out. I had it all dialed in. The juju was aligned. Everything came to fruition. But as a Browns fan, what are you doing? What's your schedule like? I know you you tailgated the entire week last week for the Steelers game. Walk us through your schedule and and what you got planned to make sure uh, the Browns take it home. Oh yeah, last week was rough. We we started early. We made homemade pizza and Italian sausage. Oh, I saw that. That would look awesome. Pizza was the bun. This week we're going a homemade nacho bar. Starting early. Thank God it's not a night game. 
who can pass out at 7 PM, but I'll have my Baker hoodie on again. Um, same, same Browns hat, same Bud lights doing it all over again. I like and it. Run it back, run it back, baby. Run it back. Get those nachos, get those Bud lights, get Baker, get the Baker hoodie. Good to go. I, I don't know, Kramer. I mean, I, I definitely like Browns here. Plus 10. Can we get a, uh, can we get a score prediction, Dave? Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I think it's going to be close. I think we'll probably take a lead and then we'll get nervous and then we'll give up the lead. And then Baker's going to come back and we're going to have a game winning drive to win it. I'm thinking like 35, 32. Wow. Okay. Game winning drive by Baker Payfield in arrowhead to take down the victory and get to the, have you let yourself, uh, have you let your brain go to the place of an AFC championship game? Uh, have you, have you started thinking about that as a possibility? Absolutely not. <laughs> See, I like that. That's why Dave's a smart man and a smart fan taking it one game at a time. I mean, Sean, the world will explode if the bills and Browns play each <laughs> oh, other. Like two it fan is, bases it's the most 2020 thing. The zero world fucks to give the world. I keep saying 2020 cause it feels like a never ending year, <laughs> it's but it's a continuation foul. You know, Hey, it's been a wild year and why not a bills Browns AFC mm. championship game. Dave appreciate you calling in best of luck to uh your Browns and my Browns plus 10. Make sure you check out all of uh, the big play content over at bigplay.com and the reflog show. Dave, appreciate it and uh, best of luck, man. Thanks, guys. Go Browns. Joining us on the line, host of the Three Dog Thursday podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and sideline reporter for the Bucks radio broadcast, TJ Reeves. TJ, the Bucks coming off uh, the first playoff win in a long time, heading to New Orleans. How uh, are they worried about this this game? Because zero and two, the first two times they played, squaring off for the third time, the Saints seem to have their number. Where where's the Bucks? Where, where are the Bucks right now, confidence wise? Well, first of all, it is great to be with you. I have been unfamiliar for the last 13 years of the month of January and Buccaneer football because <laughs> we ain't been in there. But we're there and we got a playoff win for the first time since the Super Bowl 37 victory over the Raiders, which was 18 years ago. Wow. The Bucks won a playoff game last week with Washington. So the area is hyped. I wouldn't say that there's a large amount of concern here from Buccaneer fan. I think they're thrilled. I think they believe, and again, fans are fans. They believe, and I'm beginning to believe this team's got a really good shot against the new Orleans saints. The third go around here in the Superdome, guys. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I think the X factor could be in this game is Antonio Brown for a couple of reasons. Now, when Antonio Brown came in, there's a lot of concern of like, oh, the team's flowing. They're playing really well. This guy's, you know, is he going to mess up the chemistry? Is, is he going to shake things up in a negative way? But you know, you had Evans get banged up uh, towards the end of the season. And now Marshall Lattimore, who seems to own kind of Mike Evans. I mean, four targets, zero catches in the couple games they played. So if Lattimore shuts him down again, and they end up keeping Gronk in the block, which they did against the Washington football team, used them as a, basically a bonus tackle there and did a good job of uh, yeah. shutting down the Washington pass rush. If they elect to use a similar strategy uh, against this saints team, I think it could be Antonio Brown and, and obviously Godwin as well. But who, who do you think is kind of the, the guy to watch here on the offensive side of the ball that isn't Tom Brady? 
Well, you mentioned the Evans matchup, and that's going to be fascinating. Now he just broke the the franchise record with a hundred and 19 yards receiving in the last game with Washington. The Buccaneers never had anybody with that many. Of course, we don't have a lot of a playoff appearances, so there's not a lot to choose from. It's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of like Thanksgiving about 10 PM trying to find the food and the pickings and the leftovers. But uh, if it's not him, you're right. Antonio Brown has really come on the last four or five games. In fact, he has four consecutive games with a touchdown five overall at the end of the year, Godwin uncharacteristically had some drops in that game. I know you guys were watching last Saturday night. That is very un Godwin. Like, I mean, he would go six games without seeing a drop. And then he had three of them in one half in the game the other night. Um, I'm not going to make excuses for him. I think he'll be ready to go. Cameron Brait, the other tight end also caught for 80 yards in the game. Keep an eye on him. So many weapons for Brady to choose from. And, and that's what makes this team so dangerous. I, I will probably say this until I turn purple uh, by the time we get to Sunday night that the bucks, I mean, with the rare exception of that saints home game, they've scored on everybody they've played all season long. And last Saturday night against Washington, it, it is just silly to think Brady's not going to get close to 300 or more yards and at least 21, 24 points, even on a good saints defense. If they give him time to throw, there are just too many weapons guys for him to go to besides Evans. Well, Sean, I I hate to be unpopular in front of the (laughs) guest, but I think you nailed it. Except for that saints game. I I think this is another, you know what we called out the pass rush last week and and it held up pretty well. I, I just, you know, a lot of people saying it's gonna, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times, but it's, but also like sometimes teams have a number, and I, I think it's gonna, I, I will be shocked. A, I'm never, I'm never gonna pick Tom Brady, so we'll just start there. But I, <laughs> I will be shocked if the pass, if their offensive line holds up once again, and they are, you know, the num- the numbers show they're good, they're third adjusted sack rate. If they hold up again and they can manage uh, against this New Orleans team, because Sean, I was fully prepared to fade New Orleans in every single matchup they could have had in the second round, except for this one, because they just own this team. Well, Sean Payton is just sitting in Arian's <laughs> head, and that's the problem. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I mean, yeah, Washington not a very good team, right? Heineke, fun story, maybe not the best offense last week. Not a lot to take from it. So, I, I think uh, we understand. Woodshed. I understand. I don't know about woodshed now. Woodshed. I, don't know, I don't know that I'd go that far, big boy. But I, I understand when you look at what the Saints have done over the last two years against the Buccaneers. They beat they beat this team really decisively all four times. Now, two of them are Jameis Winston, who is holding the clipboard uh, in New Orleans from last year when they did it to him. And in fairness, I mean the, the first game of this year is Brady's first game with the bucks, no preseason, et cetera. And yet they were still in that game until he turned the ball over with two bad interceptions. One of them, a killer pick six to begin the second half, put them behind by 17 points. So you can't turn the ball over. We all acknowledge that. And one thing that I think we can't get lost in this. We saw four road teams win last week. And I'm not saying it's the only factor, but it's a big factor. No crowd noise for any of them. The Superdome is as bonkers as any venue in terms of not being able to hear, not being able to communicate, can't get the play changed, play clock winding down, got to take a timeout. None of that's relevant. When you have no crowd there, that's not going to matter. 
And so I, I think that's advantage Buccaneers here in this as well. And I don't know if you guys have gotten into the numbers on the podcast yet on beating a team three times, but I have all kinds of stuff at my disposal. You let me know how much of that. Yeah. You drop want. them in. Cause I have okay. it. All, all of it. I have some all nuggets. Right, so all right. So here it is. It is since the AFL NFL merger, 1970, we all remember it well, right? 50 yep, years ago. Exactly. So we're going 50 years forward 21 times in the NFL postseason. A team has been two for two, beating a playoff opponent, playing them a third time in 14 of those, the team that's two and oh, won the game. So that's right at 67%, right? So the last three times that it has been the case, uh, the team has won the third time. New Orleans is the most recent example. Three years ago against Carolina, they won the first two regular season meetings against Cam Newton and company, beat them in the Superdome for three straight wins. There were two other times before that. One of them is Romo with the Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then there was another one in, uh, in 2008 uh, as well, which I think is the Steelers over the Ravens. So the last time that a team had lost twice and then won the third matchup in the playoffs is the 07 New York Giants against Romo and the Cowboys in the divisional round. And I remember that well because Eli and the Giants beat my Buccaneers in the first game, then defeated uh, the Cowboys the next week, then beat Favre and the Packers in the overtime game in Lambeau and then beat the <laughs> 18 and 0 Patriots guys. I've, I've been saying, and I said it on three dog Thursday on the podcast for this week, that's a playoff career. That's a playoff lifetime for yeah. a lot of players. Eli got that in one postseason. but anyway, in terms of uh, TJ, we don't like to compliment Eli. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. TJ. It's very I know kind you, words. I, you're enjoying this. Aren't you Kramer? <laughs> I am. So e Eli again is the last guy to do it. It's 2007 when they beat Romo and the Cowboys in oh. old Texas stadium. And so it's happened seven times. It also happened involving uh, Jake Plummer beating Troy Aikman and the Cowboys. One time you go back to the nineties. It happened three other times. It's just not as much recent. So you can't say, Hey, it's hard to do. It's, it's not it, it, to beat a team three times in a season. It's more likely that the saints are supposed to win this game based on those stats, based on those analytics. Well, as, uh, as you as know a, what, I'm sorry, real quick, sure. you, you, you did steal one of my nuggets and that was the Eli Manning nugget. He is the last guy to do it. And from my check, Tom Brady struggles to outdo <laughs> Eli at anything. So I'd be a little worried about him. Out, well, you outdoing should know Eli. because listen, we've been talking this up in this market. It's on the radio. It's on TV everywhere. Never, never, ever, ever once in his 20 years, did any of those teams in the AFC East ever beat them three times, you know, in the playoffs, especially. So that's never happened before with him in the previous setting in new England for whatever it's worth. And a nugget, another nugget on top of the nugget. Brady has only been on the road one time in the divisional round in his entire career in new England. That is crazy. Yeah. One this, time and this, six, they beat San Diego, Sean, other than that, he, th this is unfamiliar. Here he goes now. First time with the bucks. They're on the road in the second playoff round. Yeah, Some of the younger fans might not know, but that's the Los Angeles chargers. <laughs> they used to play in San Diego. A uh, couple, a couple of things to, to just toss around there. As far as the third time playing the third time, you know, playing the team, the third time, the team that is two and oh, the last seven, five and two straight up. However, they were only three and four against the spread, and the the good folks over at Win Better setting a juicy line at uh, plus three and a half for yeah. the Tampa Bay Bucks. And to me, it it it's two teams going in kind of different directions. I mean, we watched that Saints team ride, and I of course was on the Bears, but. 
that saints team didn't look like a team that had its foot on the pedal and, and was totally dominant. Uh, they were playing the bears. They realized maybe, maybe, they were, maybe they were playing down to their competition, but I mean, whims had that wide open touchdown that he yes. dropped, you know, Alvin Kamara had a fumble that happened to bounce right back into his hands. They got stopped on the goal line. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't but see they, they played the football team in Heineke. I mean, there's that angle too. Like if no, you want to no. critique the earlier game on the other side of the ball too. Sure. Right? Like, th- and that's fair. But I, I always felt watching that game that Tampa Bay was in control of that game and and was gonna wasn't gonna have trouble taking care of business. I mean, they didn't quite cover the big spread, but I don't know, man. Uh, New Orleans didn't look amazing. Saints did cover miraculously. <laughs> they should have went for two. Oh, Jimmy Graham just walks off, and you know what it was? I I I saw the research on it. It's basically that Case Keenum game where they had to come out after the Minneapolis miracle and just kneel the ball. Yeah. And so now the rule is if the two point conversion uh, or extra point doesn't have an impact on the game and you score it with zero seconds left, then you just don't attempt it. So they weren't even uh, able to attempt it. Jimmy Graham couldn't have caught the pass with one more second left. They couldn't have got the two point conversion. I I'm with you, TJ. I think Brady, he doesn't lose the teams three times. And if he is going to lose a team to a third time, uh, he's going to cover that three and a half point spread. This is a, this is a good game. The angle I'm worried about is like, t- like if there's one guy that Tom Brady's definitely cooler than in the NFL, it's fucking Drew Brees. <laughs> so if, if Tom Brady's going to shove anyone in a fucking locker, did you see the picture of the History Channel? Uh, Phenomenal. Oh yeah, Photoshop? that was great. Phenomenal. Uh, I love how Brady just like looks beautiful, man, full head of hair, and then Brees is just this bald, short guy. It's like if I was Drew Brees, I'd be like, fuck you, Brady. Well, and Ugh. and and Brady doesn't age for a uh, number of reasons, <laughs> but he he looks younger every year. At Drew Brees kind of hanging on and. I don't know, man. That that Saints offense, the the, the Bucks also have done a good job limiting Kamara. Um, Fifty six yards on twenty one carries in the past couple games against the uh, against the Bucks. So I think their run defense can hang. And uh, I, I just think this third game they're going to figure it out. Maybe maybe even our boy Scotty Miller gets a deep shot. <laughs> I I think. And again, I'm all in on Antonio Brown in this playoff run. Uh, you know the fact that Evans is going to be matched up against Lattimore, I think, even opens up more opportunities. And the fact that Gronk isn't running a ton of routes. TJ brought up a great point about Cameron Brait. We saw him get involved in the passing game. He's only twenty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings. Uh, interesting, like dark horse uh, sleeper guy, especially at that low price point. So TJ, what is the what is the Bucks' path to victory here come Sunday? I think it's two important things. The first one is do not turn the ball over and the loss in the Superdome all the way back in week one, which seems like an eternity. They had three turnovers. One of them, a pick six. They also fumbled a kickoff. They botched a kickoff that the uh, saints were trying to pooch kick and they didn't catch it and fumbled it. And the saints recovered and got an easy touchdown off of that. That just basically broke their back in the fourth quarter of that game. The other thing is soft coverage on defense in both losses to the saints. Todd Bowles chose to lay back a lot and play zone and let drew Brees just pick you apart. He will destroy you. If that's the case, if they can't get some pass rush and don't play aggressive coverage, that's going to be a key. And another quick note, the Buccaneers have rarely been an underdog this year. They were that opening week to the saints. The saints did cover uh, in that game. They were an underdog at home with the Packers blew them out. They were two and a half point dogs blew them out. The only other time they've been the dog was against the defending champions chiefs. When on our win bet lines and research, they were minus uh, three and a half. The chiefs were and covered the line. 
uh, there. Well, actually minus three and a half and didn't cover the line in that game. So it's rare that you get the bucks with points in this situation. In fact, the last five games, they've been a favorite against all the bad teams. So you're getting Brady, you're getting points, uh, 85 years worth of quarterback because breeze turns 42 on Friday night. At the time that we're taping here, you got 85 years of quarterback playing in this game. It, it's going to be something to behold. And, uh, and we'll see with the bucks, with all of those, with all of those weapons, if they don't make mistakes though, I'm talking about turnovers here. They've got a great chance to hang in and win this well, game. And, and, and drew breeze retirement's knocking on his door. He looks uh, 42, both physically and, uh, and just the way he plays. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't look 43 and you know, in any shape, way, shape, or form, I think the I think the Bucks hang around. I like that three and a half. To me, worst case scenario is like the Chiefs games, where where the Chiefs are kind of in control of that game, but they were still able to get that back door there and cover the three and a half. Kramer, you're you're on the Saints laying three and a half. Yeah, I I, I I've already I full disclosure. I bet it early in the week at three. I. I you know, I'm kind of okay with three and a half. I I think this is a team. It's, it's strangely the Saints. Like I feel like their future price kind of dropped almost. It's six to one. I'm seeing for the Super Bowl and two forty for the conference, which that's intriguing to me uh, because again, I I didn't like their path until they caught the Bucks, and now I like it again. So yeah, I'll lay the points. I also uh, kind of same thing doing the DraftKings fantasy thing. I was having a hard time pulling the trigger on a lot of players from this game because I I feel like uh, you know my projections have this as a lower scoring game even with the total at 52 I you know again they're playing for a third time Sean that I I do think there's some something to that and uh not that we're totals guys but I I would also lean lean under in this one. It just, it feels like there's going to be a bit of struggle. There's going to be some stretches where they're playing between the forties and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm chalky again this week, Sean, <laughs> the divisional round chalk does tend to get home. I mean, that's it, true. People come all hot, high and happy with the dogs and, and the, the but the difference, this is, is not all these teams are coming off the buy. So uh, I love, uh, I love being the king of the underdog uh, as yes. you, as you well know. And I know uh, you want to roll out of here, but w- one more note. Uh, about them in this situation. It's funny that Kramer keeps saying that he loves this spot for the saints. I've been looking at it as bad spot to go to green Bay revenge for the Packers in the freezing cold. And in the alternative, now you've got a saints uh, situation where you're in the Superdome with no fans, climate controlled here, revenge factor, and everybody outside of this area saying, oh, you haven't beaten anybody. You didn't really look good against Washington. So I think I think a lot of that can also be spun back in the Buccaneers' favor. This is a better matchup, I believe, than what they. I mean, I have no confidence in the Rams being able to beat them in the cold, the Packers on Saturday night. I would I would have less confidence about the Bucks trying to beat the Packers in the revenge situation for Green Bay than what I have here. Mm. Well, TJ, appreciate you uh, calling in. Either way, we'll get to see an old quarterback probably get put down for good up in Green Bay. Lambo, next Lambo's going to be tough for any forty-year-old. Make sure you check out TJ a Three Dog Thursday every Thursday, talking underdogs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network feed. The Big Fight Weekend, yep. and uh, on Twitter as well at Bucks Sideline Guy. TJ, can we uh, before we let you go? Can we get a uh, final score prediction? 
I'm thinking uh, Kramer. Sorry. I'm thinking this is Bucks in a fairly high scoring game, like 31, 27, something like that. So I like that over total too, uh, somewhere around there. So we'll, we'll see in, uh, in this one for somebody's legacy, because it only adds to it for Brady. If he shows up with his new team and wins another playoff game, or can breeze get a step away from another shot at the super bowl here uh, with a win. Let's uh, let's find out. We're all intrigued and uh, we'll see if Brady has something for the saints with his new team guys. I appreciate being on with you here. Yeah. Appreciate it as always TJ and uh, best of luck come Sunday. Thank you boys. Thank you for everything you do with the sports gambling podcast network of shows. Uh, by the way, Mike neighbors, who's a saints insider. He interviews drew Brees every week, post game on their TV coverage. He's on the three dog Thursday podcast. If you think there was sparring here with Kramer and me, <laughs> there's plenty of sparring on oh. three dog Thursday about saints bucks, put the gloves on it's game time. Thanks TJ. Thank you boys. All right. Going to close it down with the lock dog tease coming up and uh, final score predictions. Want to give a shout out to ACE per head. Of course, ACE is the place if you're thinking about starting your own online sports book. All you got to do is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP, aceperhead.com slash SGP. ACE is the place. Thinking about starting your own online sports book? Get up to six weeks free of their sports book management software. Completely free. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. Kramer, before uh, we get to the lock dog tease off air, we were talking. You said you were surprised that I was on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I was. And I was admitted that, you know, hey, I'm pretty biased because I, whatever reason, I just don't like this Saints team. You're saying take your medicine. And then I remembered in my research, I watched a three and a half minute video of Brian Baldinger <laughs> explaining how awesome Gronk is at blocking. And I'm like, full, full erection. Looking at my looking at my Gronk autograph football, I'm like, yeah, that guy's gonna push this offensive yeah. line around. And I did a little deeper dive. You know, he ran like a decent number of routes in the previous couple games, and I think they were trying to use him more as a pass weapon. And they did a good job game planning against Washington football team. Is I don't see why they don't do that against the Saints team. I mean, what kind of maniac comes back to play football just, just to block a bl- <laughs> Gronk? A dude from Buffalo, that's who. Yes, exactly. Time for the lock dog tease. Happy birthday. Make sure you get those uh bets in over at WinBet, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN. Send in your first bet slip, get a free t-shirt podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So to recap, we're both on the Packers minus six and a half, both on Bills minus two and a half, both on the Browns plus ten, and split on the Bucks Saints at three and a half. I'm on the Bucks, you're on the Saints. Let's do a uh, final score for Packers Rams, Kramer. Uh I mean we 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 nailed it. it like feel feels like it could be a lower scoring game. I, I just think the Rams are gonna struggle to score a lot of points. So uh, I would peg this final score somewhere in the, we'll, we'll say 20, 28 to 13, 28, 13. I'll go 24, 13 for bills. Uh, Ravens. I got 28, 24. You had 31, 27. What about the Browns chiefs? I do think the chiefs end up pulling it out. And I think it's Big, I, big back door range here. We didn't really touch on that. Giant swinging back door. We, we're being kind to the guest, but I, you know, to me, while I do think, you know, if you're making me take a money line, especially this is the one I'm going to take just from a value perspective. Cause there's versions of this game where it's very clear to see how Cleveland wins. 
Uh, but at well, the end, and also it's the only dog you picked this week. It is also the only <laughs> dog that I liked, uh, and even that was maybe a little bit of a stretch. But I, I think to me, very realistic to think Kansas City wins a maybe not the highest scoring game, but there's going to be some points in this one. You got to imagine eight nine points gets us home. So uh, I, I would say something like thirty eight to thirty two. Okay, thirty eight thirty two. I was gonna throw out thirty eight, but I'll even bump it up a little bit more. I say forty two thirty five shootout. A lot of total points, and uh, it smashes head over. Uh, Our buddy Clay Martin comes through big. Double. I mean, if you want to have, you know, if you do like the angle that you know Kansas City comes out a little slow, maybe hungover from the bye week and the and the great season they've had after the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, maybe the look at the double result. Cleveland leads first half. Kansas City wins game. You cited the Houston game, yeah, as you know, could Cleveland get up and then Patrick Mahomes pulls yet another horseshoe out of his ass? Absolutely. So that double result will probably pay nice, like maybe five, six to one. Um, so yeah, sorry, 40, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa, New Orleans. I'm going Tampa Bay twenty-seven, New Orleans twenty-six. Kramer, what are you doing? Uh Again, I, I think this might be a little lower scoring. Uh, I like New Orleans to, to score their points. I'm going to say this is a funky score. Let's go 26 to 19. Okay. 26 19. All right. Time for the lock, dog, and tease. Man, I'm doing it again. Do you want to switch it up since you went 0 6 last week? Oh, sure. Go first. I, I don't I mean, I don't know if you believe in Juju, but I do. Uh, give me Green Bay. Okay, Green Bay minus six and a half. Let's not overthink this. Your dog, uh, Cleveland money line, Cleveland plus three eighty. Not Cleveland too shabby. Plus three eighty. I, I, you know, you know, Alex Crouch is going to be as soon as this podcast drops, Kramer. Uh, uh, you know, and we got a cut. We got Schmitty. There's a but. There's Casey contingency. Some that are more cocky than others, but you will be hearing about it. You know, the National Football League is a league filled filled with grown men. <laughs> Who, when playing for the right purpose, any team can beat anyone on any day. We're talking about the final eight, and we discussed this the other day. We had this game, Sean. The football tournament had this game, and guess who won? The Cleveland Browns won, Sean. Mm. So, uh, you know, miracles can happen. Cleveland has has uh, you know th- they deserve it a little bit. This would be a miraculous win, but really. I definitely like the ten points better than the the, the plus three eighty. I guess we're doing a tease again. Give me Green Bay on the money line. Give me oh well, Green Bay minus a half, but yes, sure. Green if it's a tie, I'll uh, I'll 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 lose that one. <laughs> uh, give me. I'm gonna do. Uh, can I t- can I put a total in the teaser? Is that sure. allowed this week? Sure. Uh, I would tease the Tampa New Orleans total down da- so fifty eight under. Okay. And then uh, give me Buffalo plus three and a half. Let's swing it around. Teasing past zero, Kramer. Playing with I'm fire. Diabolical. I'm diabolical. For my lock, Bills Mafia, don't let me down. Buffalo minus two and a half. <laughs> oh, fuck. For my dog. Fucking ruin our Saturday again. Give me Tampa Bay plus 150. <laughs> For my tease, get the Bucks up to nine and a half. Love that. A Cleveland in the tease. Yes, I'm doing it all the way up to 16 and then green <laughs> Bay minus a half. That feels uh, easy uh, enough. Well, Sean, I, I think your card looks like three and one. 
That's I'll, I'll take like. a three and one. Four and zero oh for me. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate, Ryan. Ken, make sure you guys tune into the pregame shows and postgame shows. We're taking your calls. You can watch the video version at youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast. Or if you want to call in, you got to, all you got to do is go to sports download the locker room app, and then uh, hop in there uh, when it's uh, the pregame yep. show time, 30 minutes before kickoff, we're going to be talking player props, answering your questions, breaking it down. And then a uh, quick little recap show right after and your calls. Well, uh, real quick, I, I feel like in in light of what's happened with Colby's uh, microphone situation, <laughs> we, Colby will be calling into the the pregame show. Right? Well, we'll figure out a way to get Colby <laughs> to call in, and uh, he's got to give a pick or two. And we're going to be doing the live gambling simulcast in the first half of the Ravens Bills game. Betterviewlive.com. Join demo there for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Uh, I'm 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 putting my faith in you, Aaron. Kramer, let it ride.